everybody. Welcome to Project Rusty, where we take a break from playing video games to play with the news. I am Robert, and I'm joined here by Mike. What's up? And our guest this week, Sam. Hello. And you know what we do here every week? We get together and we talk about the weird stuff that happens in the games industry. Mike, do you want to kick things off for us? Yeah, so um, this is more kind of depressing, but... um, Good. <laughs> That's what I live for. <laughs> um, I guess Shenmue 3 is not going to be on Steam after all. Oh, Shenmue 3, yeah. Didn't, um, they announced that it's only going to be a Epic exclusive. Correct? Yes, yeah, they announced the Epic exclusive, and they're promising to refund everybody who um, backed it for a Steam code. Well, it's good. Yeah, it's it's a good like, start. <laughs> but yeah, people people aren't happy. <laughs> I mean, so from from my understanding of the story, it was for a while there, it was just epic. Like they just announced epic exclusivity, period, and they're just gonna let that hang and fester and let the hatred grow. <laughs> right? And it wasn't until recently when Epic announced we personally from the wallet of Tim Sweeney himself were going to refund all of this, the people who backed it via Steam. <laughs> right? That's the story? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. It's, yeah, it's kind of messed up for those who backed it on Steam and were expecting a Steam key. Yeah, and it, it's worse too because, you know, it's Kickstarter, which adds a whole. Uh, other layer of confusion to the whole thing, you know, because in a way, Kickstarter isn't like if you pre-order something on Steam, Steam is liable to deliver you a key. If you pre-order something on Kickstarter, well, you're not even pre-ordering, you're kickstarting something. And if they promise you a key, like that's not a that's not a guarantee. Did they reach their original Kickstarter goal? Oh, they smashed it. I think Shenmue they 3 is... Yeah, yeah, they're like the, the record holder right now for most funded game, video game on Kickstarter. Yeah, that's a, a yikes. <laughs> it, yeah. it closed with more than 6.3 million. Oh, Jesus. It's insane. And I just... it. This has always been the tough thing about Kickstarters is no matter how much people say you can't expect anything from a kickstarter people still do you know and like in a way they're promising you something but it's not written in a contract it's like they didn't sign anything and you didn't sign anything so legally they don't owe you shit you just paid them a bunch of money <laughs> which sucks but that's the reality of it right yeah that and, is yeah and now that, that's why they're able to change stuff like this without any real legal repercussion just emotional repercussion and this is basically tim sweeney literally giving a bunch of people some hush money <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not even a bribe it's more just a re- it's like a hush refund keep quiet we won't talk about this again <laughs> yeah, basically why don't you use this money to go buy yourself a Shenmue 3 on my store? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's it's a mess in, in a lot of ways, I think, here. Yeah, and with that much money, it's odd that they couldn't get it on Steam. 
Oh, I don't think that was the reason. I think it was more Epic threw a lot of money their way and said, hey, we'll give you our money if you stay if you stick with Epic Game Store only. Yeah, I think I think that's the case. And, you know, I mean, this isn't the first time I think like Phoenix Point is another one too, like that XCOM like game. Uh, that's also now an Epic exclusive to a lot of people's dismay. Uh, Borderlands 3, which wasn't kickstarted, but same deal. You know, I mean, this is just kind of an ongoing trend at this point. I know Bloodstain, they canceled the Wii U and Vita versions. Yeah, I think that's a different issue, though, because let's be honest. How <laughs> many people were really looking forward to it on the Wii U? Like today, <laughs> 2019. I play, I play all the games. Going on my parade, man. <laughs> I, I only play video games on the Wii U. Exactly, man. I, I exclusively play Call of Duty using that gun <laughs> peripheral. <laughs> I play Dark Souls with a real sword. <laughs> you know, I I feel like that's a thing on Twitch, right? I'm, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I mean, people have beaten Dark Souls with like driving wheels and DDR pads. The, the um, Guitar Hero guitar. Yeah. Yes. And people do some weird shit with controllers, man. Yeah. Right now, Robert was like, "Huh? How else can I beat Dark Souls?" no i was just debating whether or not to bring up um someone beat through the fire and flames on expert on guitar hero using their feet instead of their hands i saw that yeah that's some shit (laughs) like i could like for one i couldn't do that with my fingers i mean i think i could have at one point in my youth but not anymore and this person with their feet of all things i'll never understand it never like it's a weird flex, but <laughs> yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't kink shame. If that's, if that's your thing, right? Like, I hear foot fetish thrown around a lot. I'm not sure if that's what they mean, but go you, man. <laughs> that's a very specific fetish. I don't know if there's a lot of videos out there that would meet that niche. <laughs> oh man, I love it when they play Guitar Hero with their feet. <clears throat> Uh, Sam, what story did you bring to the table this week? Okay, so you know how a lot of games are kind of getting into the the battle royale scene, getting some kind of mode um, to mirror Fortnite's popularity? Of course, and it's the ticket to success, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, which is why the newest battle royale on the scene, Flappy Royale, based on the 2014 hit Flappy Bird. Okay, so, <laughs> so, um, real talk. If you had told me last year that there would be a Tetris battle royale, I would have said no. Now we live in a post Tetris ninety nine society, and I believe anything is possible through the means of battle royale. It, it's literally just a game of Flappy Bird. Everyone starts on this little cartoon bus that crashes into the first pipe and then you jump out and the last bird standing wins, which having played Flappy Bird is usually within 10 seconds. (laughs) Yep. You know, I've seen video of it and there's something hauntingly mesmerizing about watching it because you see the ghost of 
everyone else right so as you as you kind of dip down and dip back up it's like you're following um you know i forget the name of the kind of graph but it's like a line graph and then there's an area that's shaded that's like the average of whatever you're measuring it's kind of like seeing that in real time (laughs) which is which tickles that part of my brain that likes data and i did not expect that part of my brain to be tickled by a mobile uh battle royale (laughs) game there's also like no real not much like background music and when the ghosts die they make like a popping noise in the first four <laughs> seconds it just sounds like this whole tub of popcorn going off it's just like pop pop pop, pop constantly <laughs> and then when like the last four or five birds are left just dead silence jesus <laughs> like i want to see a super cut of like because theoretically, there is a best Flappy Bird Royale player out there, right? Like, yes, that's, that's someone who exists in the world. I want to see a super cut of their footage, just like a, like a Call of Duty montage. But instead of like 360 <laughs> no scopes, it's just them winning this game set to like BFG Division from the Doom soundtrack. <laughs> Fucking like heavy metal, just like badass. Like, look at me. I'm beating all the other birds. That would be amazing. <laughs> Hey, if you're the best um, Flappy Bird Royale player out there, at me. I'll, I'll make it happen. <laughs> I, I will bring this to fruition. You're going to hold uh, a tournament to see who the best is. Yeah, ranked mode hasn't been you know published yet, but I'm sure it's on its oh, way. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got to be the top priority, you know. Would, would the name of your rank be like how many feathers you have? What what would denote like the best player? Like would it just be basic diamond, you know, like bronze, silver, gold, diamond? Would it be ranking of best birds? So, you know, you've got the bald eagle, the top rank, and the, ah, mere, like, and the mere swallow for your bronze level players. I see, then that brings into debate what <laughs> is the best bird. Let's dive in, shall we? <laughs> you just open a whole new can of worms. <laughs> to catch the birds with yeah oh though does that work i'm not sure birds <laughs> eat worms birds eat worms right yeah, yeah I, I think some of them do yeah i know they do early bird catches the word i'm a fucking idiot oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um well i think it's appropriate i think i'm gonna close down this episode <laughs> with <laughs> probably one of the most layered yet dumb stories I think I've read in a long time. Um, so EA just, you know, hot off the presses. If I say the word EA, what's like the first <laughs> word that comes to mind after that for you guys? I didn't say uh, anything. I just cringed. Yeah. For me, it's bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, that's pretty common. You know, it's, it's not just Reddit and your friends that think this like, EA is literally one worst company by some people who decide that's an award giving out like in the UK. They've won that twice in a row. I was like about to say, years. yeah, didn't they win it multiple times in a row? <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> this is, this is almost fat. That's, cl- that's as close as factually proven science you can get to. <laughs> so they're not necessarily great. And yet we have executive vice president of strategic growth at EA matt bilby who says that he functionally cannot understand the perception that we're just a bunch of bad guys 
what? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to register that in my brain right now. Now, it's a little more layered than that. I will give him his fair due here, where he's highlighting how the EA Originals program has kind of helped them. Like, basically, they're they're injecting a bunch of money into these indie devs who have these small time ideas, right? And they're bringing them to fruition. Like because of EA originals, we wouldn't know about uh, Joseph Ferris's second game, a way out. Wouldn't know about Faye, um, sea of solitude. You know, they're bringing out a lot of these cool games and that is actual good Samaritan stuff, right? Cause they don't take much money off the top. Most of that money goes directly to the indie devs and they're helping small time talent who would never grow big and famous become big and famous so that's the angle he's coming from however <laughs> loot boxes <laughs> yeah it just yeah and not some great games recently <laughs> yeah i think it, it says a lot where my description of why he thinks they're good guys took about two minutes to explain <laughs> <laughs> and then the bad guy side is about two words <laughs> you know Damn. it's it's like saying you know he's a serial murderer sure but i mean he takes care of cats in the back alley and saves them it's like sure that's a nice thing to do it doesn't necessarily outweigh all the other bad stuff, you know? Yeah, and I mean, like, on a on a corporate level, like, it's kind of synonymous with, like, like, the good stuff they're doing is, like, donating to not even, like, less than 1% of what you earn to charity. And then also doing a bunch of other horrible stuff. <laughs> It's like selling drugs and using that money to, you know, fund an orphanage. I mean, that, that was dangerously close to Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's just it's tough, right? Because when, when you become a big corporation like that, for sure, you have a ton of different facets, right? Like there are just so many faces that organization, you know, Facebook who on one hand, hey, we help you connect with your friends and those high school people that you really don't want to see at the age of 25, but they find you <laughs> anyway. And then you also have, and we sell all of your data so we know everything about you at all times. You know, it's there are always multiple sides to a company, and EA is no different. I think it's just hard for me to fully believe someone who has gotten to the point where they're executive vice president of anything at a multi-million dollar company, and they can't wrap their heads around the fact that some people think they're evil. And like most of their problems have been like pretty well publicized. It's not new. It should be fairly understandable at this point. Yeah. Is he not reading all the articles about his company? (laughs) (laughs) It's just a stack in his inbox that he refuses to touch. (laughs) Yeah. It's got its own folder in his email. Oh God! What if what if EA corporate culture is almost dystopian? You know, it's, <laughs> internally they're just like, guys, we're so good, we're so great. We help out the low guys, and we make good shooters. We're so good. <laughs> no, don't like, no, don't open that browser. No, don't go to don't go to that website. Don't go to Reddit. Don't touch Reddit. Reddit is bad. Which like is generally good advice sometimes, but <laughs> sometimes, yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. I I sympathize with him. I get why he wants to be the good guy and what they do is a very good guy thing to do regarding helping indie folks out. Ooh, but man, it is really hard to overlook the shady things behind loot boxes. Like the, the fact that they want it to be news that there are no loot boxes in Jedi Fallen Order. Like that's not a good yeah. guy thing to say. You, you don't get a pat on the back for doing just the bare minimum decent thing. Like that's just doing the bare minimum decent thing. <laughs> Yeah, basically, you know, like you don't you don't see Biff Tannen from Back to the Future. And he's like, guys, I didn't hit a woman today. And you're like, good job. Proud of you for that. Here's your here's your gold star for the day. Thank you. Yeah, just for today, though. Come back tomorrow and we'll see if you do the bad thing again. Like, no, that's not how it works. That's the worst way to condition someone to do anything. Yeah, I I feel for him, but sucks to suck, dude. EA is kind of <laughs> not in the best place um, in, in public opinion, you know. Uh, I think that about does it, though, for this week's episode of Project Rusty. Uh, Mike, do you have anything you want to leave to the folks? Uh, Yeah, go play some Flappy Bird Royale. Heck yeah. Uh, Sam? Um, I was also going to say play some Flappy Bird Royale, but if not, you can always follow me on Twitter at SamBaggyG. There you go. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter too at Panoptimist. Bless you. P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, we're publishing a lot of cool stuff over at Game Luster. You know, Sam just published a review of a game that's kind of controversial now that I think about it. <laughs> like, yikes. Um... <laughs> But I mean, check that out. It's still a good review. Um, other than that, yeah, uh, you can tune in. Uh, actually, next week, we probably will not be doing an episode of Project Rusty, but the week after, we will be back. So tune in in about two weeks. And until then, see ya. Bye.